BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello again. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing. We are so glad you joined us as we go into the garage area and talk to the men and women behind the wrenches. Motor Racing Network pit road reporter Steve Post joined as I am each and every week by 25-time winning crew chief on the Cup Series, also a championship in there as well, Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm good. Fantastic. The, the West Coast uh, the West Coast Shuttle Service, West Coast Tour, West Coast Swing is all over. There are truck drivers in NASCAR land nestled into their beds, happy that that is over. Uh, what an experience, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you bring out, bring out a new vehicle, uh, an off-season that's packed full, and then stack them with, uh, with, with you know, three races on a West Coast right there after Daytona. Um, a lot of stress and anxiety for these guys. It's it's going to be cool to talk to them and, and see what getting back to a normalcy where you don't have to have a car prepared in one day. You know, you because it's got to head back out. You've uh, now these guys have actually got a few few races to look at. I was talking to um, Aaron uh, oh, got, uh, Aaron Cool, I think his name is over uh, Stuart Haas Racing, and they literally on the charter planes were flying parts back and forth to oh, put on cars. It's it's crazy. It's just it's crazy how they're doing it's it. Crazy. <laughs> so and now we get back to you know somewhat you know you, you got Atlanta, so that's only four or five hours yeah. down the road and uh, Friday practice, but they won't have to really load that truck until Thursday. So um, they got two or three days this week. Not just right, one, right? It's, so be be immensely more prepared. Cool stuff than Coda, uh, but you get back from Atlanta early. You get back from Atlanta on Sunday night, so yep. you'll have the truck back. Then you go Coda, uh, and then Richmond, Richmond and Martinsville back yes. to back, and Bristol. Yeah. So, so you're oh, we'll be all caught up. This is uh, this this uh, this this is this is over. <laughs> plenty, plenty of shop time for the guys. It, it'll probably take them a week to get just their biological clocks back to <laughs> we're back on the East Coast. So um, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, lots of challenges there. What's your take on the um, the new car uh, West? Everyone, we talked about the West Coast Swing. You know, we started the Coliseum in Daytona. We know those are unique things. We said we'll know more now about this car with the West Coast Swing. What's your what's your take on where we're at with that? Yeah, I think it's it's put on great racing. Um, um, there's been some nuances that are different with this car than than traditional racing, and um, we've seen a lot of side by side action. We've seen a lot of passing. We've seen a lot of comers and goers, and um, and we've seen pit road differentiate people because wow. it's it's you know it's not only the car that changed, but pit stops have changed. Uh, it's it's immensely different, uh, and I think you're going to see. I mean, saw this in the off season, but I think you're going to see nine second pit stops before we're done with this whole deal. Yeah. But it's it's such there when you get to going that fast, the the errors are so big and they, yeah. they create separation. So racing everywhere. Pit road, racetrack, everything. It was crazy. It really was. Johnny Klausmeyer is gonna join us. They're the race winning or he's the race winning crew chief for Stuart Haas racing with Chase Briscoe. I am telling you, now this is this is twice in a row. Uh, I love where I'm situated at Phoenix, right at pit out. Okay. Last fall money stop. Kyle Larson had the first pit box and he was he was able to sneak out 
mm-hmm. and beat everyone off from pit road mm-hmm. by by virtue of winning the pole by earning it. Won a championship. Won that a way. championship that way. Earning it by winning the pole position, doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that Chase Briscoe crew, they blistered everybody on that last stop. I mean, it you know, you know, a lot of times it's a drag race to the end of pit. There was no drag racing at all. No. It was ten car lengths that they had. I mean, you're waiting for the he sped, they did something. Yeah. That's how they nailed it on that. But you're right, it's like the, the pit road has just become even more competitive if that was possible. Yeah, yeah, and, and the separation's bigger. And where, where it used to be just like a tenth of a second, you know, or, or a half a second at most, that now you've got guys that, you know, it's 10-second pit stops, but if you make a mistake, it's a two-second penalty. It's it's just, there's so much, ha- <laughs> it, it's it's crazy. And watching these guys elevate and learn and adapt, that's, that's the really cool part going through the first four or five races is, um, you know, you're getting to see everybody, everybody from the crew chiefs, the drivers, the pit crew members adapting to what yeah. this new car is and, and how to best perform with it. Racers, racers being racers. You race everywhere and <laughs> everywhere from the garage open to the checkered <laughs> flag. Right, exactly. You race everything yeah. all, all weekend long. Yeah, that's for sure. So fun stuff for sure. And uh, it has been a rousing start to the season, no doubt about it. And we will chat with that race winning crew chief from the race in Phoenix, Johnny Klossmeyer. He joins us next. The NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing. We are so glad you have joined us listening along or watching, and we are so glad that our guest has joined us. Fresh off from a trip at Victory Lane, Ruoff Mortgage Victory Lane in the Ruoff Mortgage 500 out at Phoenix Raceway, Johnny Klossmeyer is on the, um, on the Zoom call. Hey, Johnny, how are you? Good morning, guys. I'm doing well. I bet you are. Congratulations. Um, just just describe the feeling of Chase's first win, win early in the season, the race. Just kind of describe what the, what the vibe is there this week. It, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's an awesome feeling. It's, it's one of those wins that you can only, you know, they don't happen often. Uh, obviously, they're hard to get, but it, it all came together and it, and it all worked out. So you know, we've had speed all year. And, uh, you know, we just haven't executed and put it all together. And, and that's one of the things that we literally talked about in our Phoenix pre-race meeting was just watching, seeing guys finish in the top five that we ran ahead of all day and we weren't getting the results at the end of the day. So uh, everyone executed at all levels from the pit crew, from Chase. Um, you know, our, our car was, wasn't the best car at times, but 
at the end when it mattered, it, it, it was the best car and he did a great job on restart. So it was, it was a good win. It, it wasn't, you know, we, it wasn't something that we backed into or chased backed into. I mean, he, he was there all day and, and to be able to get that pulled off was, was great. Yeah. It's a really, really cool. And, and you talk about everybody execution wise, and that's, that's, that's been a big thing that separation on pit road of, uh, of, of guys having good stops and not having good stops, learning the process, you guys killed him there on that last stop. Ugh. You came out with Steve and I were talking about it. You came out. I mean, you got the timing line like ten car lengths ahead of everybody. But um, a really good event there. Talk your way through the race. You said you weren't the best car at times, but I felt like you know the last sixty, seventy, eighty laps, you were the best car. And um, talk your way through what what the weekend was and 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 what you had to do with your car through that race to uh, to get where you were. Yeah, so obviously, you know, they had an organizational test there. So we were fortunate enough to go and get some laps of the test. Obviously, they didn't have the resin down and, and the track wasn't treated like it was for the race. But it, it still gave us a foundation, you know, for a starting point. And then we went to the Coliseum with some of those same theories and, and tuned it up a little bit more and then came back and evolved it a little bit more for the race. And obviously, you know, it was pretty quick off the truck. That's kind of what you asked for, right? So it's uh, we were able to qualify well, uh, qualified sixth. Um, you know, that, that – that helps everything. And then that leads you into a good pit stall. You get a pit stall that you can have a good exit out of. And that ultimately, you know, comes out and, and rewards you for the the race win. But yeah, to start the race, you know, it, it wasn't bad. Uh, we were, you know, in, in contention. I, I felt like we were a top four car for certain, for sure. Um, just needed some little tweaks. Uh, our strong suit was one and two. Uh, Chase could you know, run in the resin and, and what you look for in Phoenix is being able to turn down out of the resin and get that good run and good momentum down the back stretch. So um, our car did really, uh, did that really well. Within the race, when we started getting off a little bit, we were kind of losing that advantage uh, on the short run. And then it, it was compounding and, and not being really good on the long run. We were kind of going the wrong way on directions on adjustments so we uh you know obviously went back on that and and kind of went a different took a different approach and you know, once the pit crew delivered and they gave him track position we, we saw that we were making good improvements to our car and kind of the rest is history but you know you, you pit there it, it was right on the edge of our fuel window it was like 85 laps to go yeah you know you, you're the leader you hope that it's going to go green the entire way but you know that that it usually doesn't so we kind of had different scenarios so if the if the yellow came out with you know anything less than or more than 20 to go, we were going to pit and anything less than 20 to go, we were going to stay out and we stuck to those guns. And luckily we had enough buffer and, and it all worked out. No doubt worked out well, Johnny, I want to ask you about um, the, the practice qualifying um, format that we're using now. And, and I, and I want to weave into it. All of a sudden you had a brake rotor problem as well. What's your thoughts, big picture about the practice qualifying? And then what's the challenge when you have something that potentially can throw a glitch into that short time window that you have? Yeah. So obviously coming off of a year last year with a rookie driver, not having any practice and, and uh, qualifying, you're, you're kind of setting the field off the formula and not having practice. So I, I was, I, I wasn't a fan of that uh, just with our situation last year, you know, we, we had no chances to improve the car, no chances to learn chase, you know, in a, in a non-competitive kind of setting. So um, I think the practice is a good thing. I think NASCAR has done a great job. It's, it's, a, it's a good balance. You know, it, it's, it, you get a set of tires, you can get your travels, you get a set list of things that you can adjust on. And you just know that if, if something were to go wrong or you, you missed a setup travels or whatever, you can at least correct it and not ruin your entire day. And then, you know, obviously qualifying, being able to, to 
if you have a fast car, be rewarded with your pit stall selection, your starting position, and everything. So I'm a fan of all that, and I think they've done a good balance. As have as far as having issues, you know, that's going to happen. It's a new car, and what and in our case, the the rotor was cracked on the first run, and and Chase when he was on the brakes, the steering was shaking really bad. So you know that's a that's a cold rotor, you know, aggressive driver. He break heat that's what causes the rotors to crack so um you know you learn those things it's not something that you can really simulate you know on a dyno or in a test environment so you have to, you learn those things at the track but you know nascar they had the representative from the brake manufacturer there he looked at it you know he said it, it's an issue with the disc and you can they let us change it out and still qualify so you know at the beginning of the year you're going to have these little things where you just the parts were learning you can't test them until you get to the racetrack and i thought that they uh they handled it well, and I was fortunate for them working with us. I was talking with Jeff, one of the guys with the break, with AP Brakes. I was talking to him, and, and yeah, exactly, they were allowed to do this. And, Todd, I think the other thing is is we have these manufacturers. They actually spend a fair amount of time in the garage area after qualifying, going through and looking at brake rotors. So it seems to me like everyone did their due diligence when, when we had a problem that it was just an isolated problem and, and not an issue with the product. So it was kind of good to see and, and to hear how AP and NASCAR addressed the issue yeah and, and the point that it was ap and nascar going through the garage and uh, i don't know you you can probably elaborate on that what did that happen during garage open time or was that after hours that are you aware of that johnny it was right right the first run is when it happened and then uh, you know the brake guys they, they throw on helmets and they go across pit wall and actually look at it when it's on the car right when it happened and then they asked to take the rotor you know back and and they're going to do some for further analysis on it and, and see if it's a part or, you know, if there's any inclusions in the rotor or whatnot. So there, there, there's still a lot of follow-up testing that's going to go on with that. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So how does this win at Phoenix change your race strategy going forward as a team? Well, I mean, you still want to win, right? Obviously, um, we haven't gotten a stage win as a team. We need those those bonus points, right? We know that we're going to be in the playoffs, so you have to accrue those bonus points however you can get them. So, obviously, another race win is would would be awesome. Uh, but with these stage wins and the race strategy, if we can put ourselves in to get a bonus point on a stage win, then we're going to do it. You know, you may sacrifice track position for the following stage, but you know that you need to accrue all those bonus points that you can get. What are the skill sets that you have learned in your year and five races now with Chase Briscoe? What are some of the things that he brings to the table that that allow you guys to win races like you did on Sunday? Yeah, I think it's just his background, how he was brought up, his his dirt background. You know, those guys, they they don't have much practice. They have just a, a few minutes, a few laps to figure the track out. And they have to move around a lot, and they have to adapt. So if the car is not driving 100% or how they want it, they have to move around and find the grip in the track. And he applies that same mindset, you know, to the, to the stock cars and, and the Cup Series. And he's, he's, a, he's a very adaptable driver. He's also – he doesn't get rattled. His, his mental toughness is, is second to none. So at the end there, he had two guys that hadn't won before and and on his bumper and he still knew what he needed to do and hit his marks and everything. So I think between his ability to adapt and and his mental toughness makes him the strongest driver out there. So just building off of that, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the young guys that, that, that get this car better than the veterans do. Do you think it, do you think it, it has to do with just that that short track, you know, dirt background of driving this car that you can definitely see these cars are more twitchy, you know, that, that, that getting them loose and recovering them is a bigger deal. Do you think it's the dirt side or do you think it's not understanding like like not having to unlearn what you've learned about stock car racing for so long? 
Yeah, I honestly think it's a little bit of both. You know, I think that the, the veteran guys, they, they have a feel that they look for. They know how much, you know, y'all or how loose or how tight they can drive the car. So I think unlearning that is important. Um, you know, at the same time on, on Chase's case, he's, they, they learn the limits, right? Like see, he, he said that he's racing the cars looser now and on the edge more now than what he would, he would have felt comfortable with when we were testing back in the off season. So he's just learning the adapt and, and the feel that they need in the car and just kind of pushing that and, and evolving and, and knowing what the feel needs to be before too far is too, or too much is too much. So I think it's a combination of both. Neat, neat stuff for sure. I want to talk a little bit big picture Stuart Haas racing. Um, you guys, uh, of course, your buddy Tony Gibson, and you you worked so many years with Tony Gibson. You were his engineer at DEI and then on over to Stuart Haas Racing. And Tony's running the shop floor over there, but you made an adjustment this season with Mike Bogoravitz going in and kind of being the lead engineer. I guess it's kind of in companion working there, working on all the teams. What has that change been like, and, 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 and how key has that been to where you guys are at now? Yeah, it's it's been an awesome change. It's something that, you know, since Stuart House started, we haven't had somebody in that role, uh, just somebody to kind of be at the racetrack and try to bring, you know, everything from the racetrack back to the engineers and just and bridge that gap between the track and the shop um, from a technical you know, standpoint. And he, he's been awesome. Yeah, you know, obviously having the crew chief experience and having been in the situation that we're all in, he knows what it takes and what he would, he would want in that situation. So it's, it's been, it's already rewarded. I mean, he, he's sending us messages, you know, during the race, he wasn't, he, he was at the beginning of uh, four races or three races and he wasn't at Phoenix, but you know, he's still messaging us and, and, and sending us input during the race and everything. So it's been good to have somebody with his skill set and his talent, um, you know, delivering that type of information to us at the track. Yeah, that's that's really cool, and, and kind of makes your all four teams uh, on one page. It seems like as you talk about that, looking looking a little bit forward. Everybody's asking. <laughs> I've asked this question. Everybody, I'll ask it to you. But what do you expect out of Atlanta? Oh wow! Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a lot of unknowns. Obviously, it's the speedway package, uh, but the track has a lot of character and roughness. And then you have the repave and how that's going to you know change the weekend. So, um, yeah, it's I don't really know what to expect. We're kind of you know just being <laughs> going to be prepared for anything. Uh, so yeah, it's from the testing and the, t- and the wheel force testing. We don't know if it's going to be a two groove racetrack, and you know maybe by the time all three series race on it'll be a two groove racetrack. But you know, right now we're taking a Daytona mindset, but you have to also, almost like Daytona used to be, where you have to, you know, handle and, and the ride characteristics of the track, you have to adjust for that. So that's kind of the direction we're going, and we'll be ready to adjust on the fly. I'm sure that you'll be t- paying close attention to the truck and Xfinity practices that happen a- ahead of you. And then how do you attack the 50-minute practice? That's like eternity for this year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you attack that? Yeah, we'll be spoiled. Obviously, you know, the, the track with the repave, I think that it's going to, the track will be continually getting faster or changing uh, through through the session. So I think we're, we'll start with some single car runs. Then we also, we need to run in traffic. So we'll, we'll treat it like a Daytona where you do a couple single car runs, then run, you know, in a draft and, and get a feel for it. And just seeing, understanding, you know, what placement line and, and what the car is doing. So, you know, you have these plans and everything going into it, but one little thing could throw a wrench in it, but that's, that's where we're at right now. And, and then you, uh, this would be the first time that you actually get the cars back after practice to implement changes going forward to qualifying, right? Yeah. So there'll be kind of like a Daytona schedule where we actually be able to, you know, adjust spring shocks and bars and everything and more change than we would on a normal weekend. So um, we have an extra guy on the roster. Um, so we're going to be taking a, a shock guy down there. So we'll be able to adjust things on the fly. 
Johnny, to set your baseline for this weekend in Atlanta, um, you talked about the wheel force test. How much how much data do you have on the new racetrack? I mean, what 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 sort of things do you guys have going into this? Yeah, so we have the data from the wheel force testing, as you mentioned, and then we, we, we've been making some simulator runs with it. We have a map in the, in the sim, but they've also, from the pavement uh, or from the paving of it, it's been rough in the turns and I, I think they've ground it. So I don't know if we had the latest iteration for that. <laughs> so know. it's constantly changing. Yeah. So they don't, uh, they, they may even, they adjusted, I think last week on some things. So I try to be ready for anything because we, we don't know how bad it could be. Oh my gosh. It makes a bigger question mark, which makes things more exciting. So, uh, for us, yes. for you, for yes. you, not for Johnny. Stressful right. for him, but exciting for the fan base. There we go. Johnny, um, I, we are we are via Zoom call here with you. So some of you I know are watching. More of you are listening to it. But over your shoulder on your whiteboard are a couple of drawings. What what do we have back there? What's uh, what's what's back there on the on the whiteboard? Yeah, so I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, so we have some rendering of some race cars. And actually, this is and then one of them's from a a cousin up in Maryland. Their their son is a, becoming a, a NASCAR fan, so he just did his his Boy Scout or his Cub Scout Pinewood Derby, and he did the the fourteen scheme on that. So um, we're we're accruing a lot of fans over here on the on the fourteen side, young fans. That, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. We talked about uh, we talked a little bit about it, but. Um, what what a great involvement you got from you talk about the paint scheme and, and yeah. from your sponsor side uh, involvement this weekend got to be got to be huge for Mahindra Tractor to, to to get to victory lane and those guys to be around and involved involved in it. Yeah, no, they're awesome partners. Rusty Rush was there as well. You know, from Rush Truck Center, so we have awesome partners, and I'm glad a lot of them were there to experience it. And hopefully, we do it another time when uh, Chase's wife Marissa and his baby can be there, and um, just more incentive to. Be back to Victory Lane soon. There you go. Okay, I'm going to go back to the 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 Pinewood Derby or the the so the Pinewood Derby. Um, are you aware of all the cheating that your uh, would you say your nephew? Are you aware of all the cheating that can be done on that thing? Yeah the the rule set has evolved like the NASCAR rule book. There's a. a it's 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 amazing so we did you know they're they're up in maryland and, and they're i saw their rules then i saw the rules here local in mooresville because my son also did the pinewood derby so it's it, it's rather it's rather intense rule book for all the things that they've seen over the years that and i would say that ours is probably a good three times more rules than what they have you know in other parts of the country so just with the racing and the, and the turned out you know the machine shop and all the all this, the resources we have around here but uh it's it's fun though. It's creative engineering. It's not cheating. Haas CNC <laughs> machine working on a Pinewood Derby car. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> we did yeah. that. We did that. My one daughter did it one time with an Awana's program, and I got talking to the pastor of the church afterward, and his Pinewood Derby car with the use of graphite and grinding the 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 axles, which are nails and stuff like that. I'm like. Dude, I mean, I know you're a pastor and everything like that, but that's just blatantly cheating. I couldn't believe. And I actually went in and I was talking to a NASCAR official who had a kid who was a Pinewood Derby car. And he said, oh, you should have done this. And you should have done that. And you should have done this. I'm like, man, I wish I had talked to you before this race, not after it. It's crazy how that thing has gone. 
Yeah, no, it, it's wild. And it's funny because I, well, for my son's uh, den, I'm the den leader. So I was actually, I had to inspect some of the cars. So I kind of felt oh. I, I, how, you know, NASCAR inspectors are <laughs> when you, you, you know, say, well, hey, this is, this is not good enough, you know, and, and uh, to be on that side of the fence from a Pinewood Derby aspect, it was, it was interesting. Give me a new perspective on things. That's, that, that's a great lesson learned right there. With Pinewood Derby, you, you thought crew chiefs were bad. Pinewood Derby moms and dads, good luck with that, right? <laughs> yeah, a couple of yeah, a couple of them giving reactions. Are you kidding me on this? It's like, yeah, it does matter. So we have to make it right. <laughs> that is awesome. That is really, really cool. Good stuff. Well, Johnny, I'll tell you, it uh, just fantastic hanging out with you. I was so happy to uh, one of the one of the MRN things we do. We climb up on the pit box and get the emotion of it, and it was fun climbing up that pit box, knowing I was going to talk to you after that win on Sunday. Uh, congratulations, enjoy it, and we wish you the best this week in Atlanta. Thank you. I appreciate it. There we go. Johnny Klossmeyer, winning crew chief, the Mahindra Tractors Ford from over at Stuart Haas Racing, joining us here on Crew Call. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Crew Call presented by Flow Racing continuing on. Hey, before we continue the conversation, I do want to thank the folks at Flow Racing for participating, for being our partner here on Crew Call. Going to be with us all year long. If you are a fan of any kind of racing at all, Flow Racing has you covered. I mean, it's just, it's wall-to-wall racing all weekend long. Um, Todd, I've watched this stuff with sprint cars for the last few years. Now they're in the NASCAR Weekly Series, the NASCAR Modifieds, the Smart Modifieds. I am telling you, this thing, this pay-per-view model that Flow Racing is spearheading, uh, we got a lot of racing uh, access to it if, if, if we choose to do that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, even my original chat, short track, that oh, that's right. Sweet Sweet Speedway, Speedway, part of the Flow Racing program. So, uh, Super modified racing. I'll be uh, I'll be keeping an eye on that all year long. Awesome. Well, so we appreciate Flow Racing, and you can get Flow Racing just uh, just just find them at Flow Racing and uh, check it out and get subscribed, and that way you can partake of racing all weekend long around the NASCAR coverage. Of course, that we have on Motor Racing Network and MRN will be at Atlanta Motor Speedway.
Speedway. 2 p.m. on Saturday, the Freight 208 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. And our friends at PRN have the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series. Atlanta, uh, you mentioned there when talking to Johnny that you've asked everybody you know about Atlanta. So what's your, after listening to answers, what's your assessment of what we're going to see at Atlanta Motor Speedway? I'm curious. Yeah. It's, it's Friday is going to be awesome to watch. Uh, just knowing that you're going to watch the track, as Johnny talked about, evolve. It's going to, truck practice is going to be one groove right around the bottom, I feel like. Yeah. And then it, it may, if people make mistakes, you may widen up a little bit. But um, the, the conversations I've had with a lot of people, there's been a lot of pseudo-Michigan style racing uh, for Cup, you know, where they feel like you're going to draft, the draft's going to play a big deal in the straightaways, but you get to the corners and you're not going to be able to be right on somebody's bumper. You're probably going to have to get back off of it a little bit and try to find some clean air. So um, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, definitely a, a learning process Friday, watching through those three practices and what happens. And there won't be a cup crew chief out there that doesn't watch truck practice to start with. That'll be. I, I, I think there will be a lot of focus on what happens in two practices ahead. And then uh, a lot of midnight oil burn Friday night because these guys all have the opportunity to work on the race cars, uh, which is different than we've had through the West Coast swing. So yeah. um, it, it's going to be an eventful weekend. How does that work? Do the do the teams is uh, and I've seen pictures of um, command centers back at race shops. Is that is, is is that the situation? Like there's there's the, the the engineers back at the race shop will be burning the midnight oil right along with the race engineers. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You'll you'll see you'll see both, and and you'll you know Johnny being an engineer himself, I'm sure he runs simulation as well uh, on his computer and has his engineer with him. But there will be vehicle dynamics guys back at the shop that that will be running stuff in the background, and that communication. I mean, it'll go deep into the night Friday night for those guys just just to try to to make sure that they're in the best position they can be. Because you can burn that Friday night, then you come in Saturday for qualifying, you get a good night's sleep Saturday night. Yeah. And you're ready to race on Sunday, but there'll uh, there'll be a lot of late nights uh, for those crew chiefs and engineers and, and team members to to try to sort out what their best package is going to be. Looking at all the data that they not only got from their car but all their teammate cars. That's true, yeah, because so, you so, look at it, the volumes and volumes of data they're going to have to call through. In, in in a situation like this, you probably have four different directions that the four teams will go, so that mm. they've got more data. Um, you, you'll see some of that as well. They won't also show up the same, I'm sure. Yeah. Neat stuff. Going to be fun, that's for sure. And we'll be following along all weekend long. Again, I mentioned it, our friends at PRN have the Cup and Xfinity Series. We have the Truck Series. So we appreciate Johnny Klossmeyer joining us here on Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing. But more important than all of that, thank you for joining us here this week on the show.